0: So, as it turns out, COVID immunity passports are already here in America today. How freaking crazy is that? (sighs) I don't know. It's insane. guys having a great day today. My name is Matthew Spazitti, and welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazitti Program, where we talk about financial freedom and economics. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, that really is the mission statement for this show, financial freedom and economics. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're all about here. We are about pursuing financial freedom, helping others to achieve financial freedom, because we believe, or at least I say we, it's, 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 it's just me. When I believe, That in order to achieve true happiness and true freedom in life, we have to become financially free, truly financially free. Now, that doesn't mean becoming independently wealthy, never having to work a day in your life, you know, being as rich as like Andrew Carnegie or things of that nature. No, 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 no. What it means is controlling the source of your income. Very simplistic, right? Now, now, What does that mean, controlling the source of your income? Many, Some of you are like, ah, but what does that even mean, Matthew? Well, okay. In very simplistic terms, what it means is you own a business or you have some kind of you know, source of income that you control, right? You are responsible for. If you don't come in and work, you don't make any money type of thing. And with that source of income, you can live off it, right? You don't have to depend on an employer. You don't have to to depend on anybody else for your livelihood. Only you are responsible for that. And it's such a freeing experience. When you finally achieve this, when you finally have the ability to say that you now truly control the source of your income, you don't have to worry about vacation time. You don't You don't have to worry about asking for permission to take time off or to get a raise or a bonus. You don't have to worry about benefits or things of that nature. Like, you don't even have to worry about retirement for that matter. The world becomes so much simpler, so much easier. Now, I'm making it sound really, really amazing, right? It's not all, you know, sunshine and roses. You know, becoming your own business owner, you know, taking control of that source of income. There's a lot of of hard work that's involved in that. A lot of per a lot of pain that's involved in order to make that money, in order to become that success. And really I, I've said this in the show before, but in my opinion, the number one trait That all successful people have and that all people who want to be successful need is persistence. You need to be persistent because in the end, this journey is fraught with an amazing amount of pain and anguish. I know I'm not really selling it, right? But at the end of that road is truly, truly an amazing life that I think we all have it in us to live. It's what I'm doing right here. It's what I'm doing with the show. I'm doing this with my trading. I am attempting to become a consistently profitable trader so that I can be, and also to have a successful podcast so that I can be financially free. Because I believe that, look, it's not all about fear, right? I talk a lot of times about how if the country goes to to, to hell in a handbasket, we basically need to have the ability to get up and leave, right? We need to go live in another country. That's what we need to do. But you can't do that if you, if you work for an employer. But there's more to it than that. Look, inflation is constantly on the rise. They're constantly printing more money. That's what I mean by inflation. Inflation is not a, a, an increase in prices. And inflation in All inflation is is an increase in the supply of money that exists in an economy, that's circulated in an economy. That's all inflation is, Right? You know, the prices going higher and your money becoming devalued, that's monetary devaluation. That's what I like to call it. It helps me to keep the two separated because these days, you know, everybody wants to combine it all into one word and they just want to say, well, inflation is prices rising. That doesn't get at the actual disease. The disease is the fact that the ruling class, the banking class, the Federal Reserve, which is basically just a private institution made up of a bunch of other private banks. And even if it was government, it wouldn't matter. It already faces a massive, massive amount of, of manipulation by government. But these banks, this banking class, of they basically print money that it, that, and then they use that money to purchase assets with. And at, by the time it gets down to us, it's already become devalued. Whereas when they had it, it they got to enrich themselves at the expense of everybody else this is, ladies and gentlemen, going on literally all the time, every single year, every single day. I mean, they have been printing trillions upon trillions of dollars. There's trillions of dollars worth of debt that's out there. It's a massive, massive amount of money. Why am I saying this? Because if you work for an employer, your wages will always, or at least maybe I shouldn't say always, they will almost always lag behind inflation and monetary devaluation prices will constantly rise a lot faster than your income will than your wages will the only way to get around that is to not depend on that system anymore the only way around that is to take control of the source of your income so you don't have to wait for someone to finally realize how valuable you are and and basically give you a raise no 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 you don't have to do that anymore now, if you want to make more money, you create another product and you go sell another product. You want to make more money, you grow an audience. And then maybe you, get, maybe you have advertisers that give you whatever. Maybe you have investments that produce you uh, more money. Maybe, maybe you make more investments and you live off the dividend or the interest rates, which is becoming increasingly difficult because, frankly, those are becoming so much more expensive and the, the return on the dividends and the interest is, is a paltry sum. Compared to the cost of the actual asset. But maybe you want to do real estate investing. Whatever you want to do. Whatever it is. Taking control of the source of your income is the only way to ensure your freedom and your liberty. It's the only way. It's the only way. You know, a lot of people focus on politics and voting. That, none of that has any effect. It, none of that helps you at all. I know that that sounds really depressing, but none of it does. I mean, let's take these uh, immunity passports, for example, okay? How would you react right now in this day? I want you to sit down and and think. Just maybe even pause the podcast for a minute. Just sit down. What do you got going on in your life? I want you to be very, you know, I guess very reflective on your life and, and what you've achieved, what you haven't achieved, what you want to achieve. I want you to do that right now, okay? Think about it. And think about, where you currently sit today in your life, your aspirations, and what you need to work on. If they were to do these immunity passports, what would you do? You, have your dreams always been about living in the US? If so, may, if you don't want to get a vaccine, maybe you need to start rethinking some things. Let's say you've already come to the conclusion that you do need to leave the country, or at least you would like to. Okay, great. Great. How are you going to do it, right? What are you going to do in order to get out? Do you have the money necessary? Do you have the job necessary? Do you make money, you know, just, you know, on your own? Or do you depend on an employer? I, you know, I, I can't, I, I don't know those answers. I I'm, i don't know your life. Only you can answer those questions, but ladies and gentlemen, with these immunity passports, this is something that really freaks me out. I don't want to get the, the, the vaccine. I don't ever intend to get the vaccine. You know, I don't know why people really want this vaccine. Well, I know why. And they've, they've fallen hook, line, and sinker for the narrative that this virus is a killer virus and we all need to do our part. And doing our part is basically getting the vaccine so we're protecting everybody and that we can continue to live. If that was really the case, they wouldn't be forcing it on everybody. it's it, it, it's it's a load of bs it really really is it's it's this whole collectivist mentality we're all in this together no you screwed you no we're not I hate people saying we'll all get through this together no no we're not no we're not all in this together we never were we never are that is a collectivist uh, that is very much so a collectivist mentality right there. No, we're not all in this together. Maybe you and your family and your friends are, but that's not everyone. It's idiotic. So many people are getting this vaccine out of fear without even considering the potential consequences of it. And yes, there have been consequences. Okay. There are actual voluntary reporting systems that are out there that literally will will tell you that some people have died. It hasn't been a massive number, but people have died according to these systems, right? Now, granted, these systems, there's always disclaimers that say that this is not statistical, you know, significant data because anyone can come and submit a report. And and I guess, I don't know if the reports are checked for, you know, um, accuracy or I I don't know. There's always some kind of disclaimer that's in front of that stuff. So, you know, there you go. But in the end, it's, it's never even talked about and it should be, and it's sad, but I want to read something real quick, and it's not even a full article. It's just actually a little blurb that I got in my email the other day, and it just talks about how New York State, so I said at the beginning of this episode that immunity passports are already here in America. Well, turns out New York is the one that's doing it. The New York State's Excelsior Pass went online over the weekend, which is a immunity passport program designed to securely display New Yorkers' COVID-related information and help authenticate a person's vaccination or proof of a recent negative COVID-19 test. Pretty crazy, huh? Apparently, in Canada—now, granted, this is not in the U.S., but this is where a lot of people are afraid that it's going to go—in Canada— They have the the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms released a video yesterday about the not mandatory vaccine that will result in certain restrictions being placed on any citizen who decides not to take them. And that's really largely what everyone's worried about. People are worried, people who are afraid of these vaccines, and it's not, you know, just the anti-vaxxers, okay? First and foremost, a lot of people don't trust this vaccine. And and the media will have you believe it's only right-wing nutjobs. The truth is, is it's not just right-wing people. There are left-wing people out there who are also not willing to take it. The fact of the matter is that a lot of people feel very uncomfortable with the fact that this thing was developed incredibly quickly and that the companies that developed it basically cannot be held liable for any damage that their product causes. They're protected. Well, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a massive red flag. You see, you know, when the government wanted these vaccines, these vaccine companies to come out and make a vaccine, you know what they, the companies were reluctant to do it because they were afraid of developing it too quickly and it having a lot of issues, even without all the FDA regulation, which by the way, this drug, if you, if you are one of those people that I don't buy unless it's FDA approved, not FDA approved. They have an experimental exemption. It's an experimental drug. So right away, the FDA doesn't even want to tie itself to it. That's saying something because the FDA ties itself to a lot of drugs out there that hurt people, okay? I've even had people in my, in my, my personal life, loved ones in my life, and my family even, that have used a drug because a doctor prescribed it and turns out the drug caused a lot of problems in their bodies. It hurt them long term right now in that case you could you could be eligible for class action lawsuits and things like that but no 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 not with, not with these vaccines the FDA ties itself itself to drugs by approving drugs that hurt people all the time and yet they're unwilling to get behind this one drug this vaccine and I know there's there's different technologies behind the different vaccines so I don't mean to say it's like one there's only one out there there's, there' are, there are many but you get the idea the FDA doesn't even want to tie itself to it on, and on top of that, so these companies, they said, well, we're not, we're not going to do that because we could be sued. We could lose our shirts on this, even though they got guaranteed government contracts, you know, government's going to buy up a whole bunch of them. You know, the idea that, oh, these companies are losing money on every vaccine. It, look, I, I don't believe that for one minute. I don't. I, I, maybe I'm wrong in that. I don't believe it. I don't believe they've lost money on it. I believe they're making out like bandits. Guaranteed business, guaranteed profits, ladies and gentlemen. How insane is that? Well, anyways, so these, so these, these uh, pharmaceutical companies, they came out and they basically stated that, um, you know, we, we don't want to do it because we're going to be held legally liable if this stuff goes bad. And you want us to produce it really quickly and all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? The government just came out and said, "Oh, don't worry, we'll protect you from any legal li- liability. You cannot be held responsible for the damage that your product may or may not." Produce. And it already has produced some problems for some people. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this is insane. They're talking about immunity passports, passports that have little microchips that basically say that you have either had a negative COVID test or that you've been vaccinated. And guess what? If you don't get it, you don't get to leave the country. They're even talking about potentially limiting travel among the states. I, I, don't, I don't know. How much of this is really fear mongering? How much isn't? I, I don't know. I hope. It's just a bunch of fear mongering and none of it ever materializes in, into anything. I hope there's a staunch uh, fight against it, an opposition against it. But the fact of the matter is, is that we don't know and we won't know until, you know, it happens, whether it, it's successful, hap- it's successful or not. We won't know until it already happens. And that, So we're kind of just, you know, unfortunately, you're kind of just waiting and saying, but here's the thing. What if it happens? What are you and your family going to do? You're going to suck it up and take the vaccine? There are many families that are going to be in that boat. Or are you going to have the freedom to get up, to get off your rear end, to leave the United States before these mandates come through and to get out of Dodge and go somewhere else? You know, maybe, maybe somewhere else that's more tropical. Maybe somewhere else that has lower taxes, easier to do business, whatever. Are you going to have the ability to do that? I know for for me right now, you know, well, before I say this, if you don't have the ability to do it, don't feel horrible. Okay. I'm not, I'm not in the position to do it right now. If this was to happen quickly, I I guess I would have no choice. I guess I would be forced to take the vaccine. You know, I'd have to flip the coin, hope it works out. But in the end, even if it works out for the vast majority of people, I still don't want to do it just off principle. But it doesn't matter. It, it it doesn't really matter. The fact is is that if it was to come out, I, I can't do anything about it. I would have to take it because I'm not financially free yet. I know it's hard. to. It might be difficult for you guys to hear someone like me tell you to become financially free when I'm not financially free. But here's the thing. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that are listening to this show and not that who they want financial freedom, that they haven't even started. I at least have started. I'm on my journey. I'm well on my way there. And frankly, ladies and gentlemen, it's only a matter of time. I don't question whether I'm going to be successful. I question when I'm going to be successful. It's, it's kind of a, a bit of a mind trick that Robert Kiyosaki you know kind of taught me with the Rich Dad Poor Dad series uh, for those of you who haven't read his stuff, I, I highly encourage it, but he doesn't when now he was referring to whether or not you can afford something that you really want, like a fancy car, fancy house, or wh- whatever it is. He was saying that you know oh you, when, you're, when you're looking at that item or when you're thinking about it, don't think to yourself I'm never going to be able to afford that. Think to yourself when. Will I be able to afford it? Don't say, I can't afford that. Say, how can I afford it? Sorry, I think I said when there earlier, but don't say, I can never afford it. And don't beat yourself up about it. Ask yourself, how can you afford it? Instead of saying you can't and shooting yourself down right away, get yourself in the mindset that you need to figure a way on how to do it, right? Well, it's the same thing with this. It's not a matter of if I'm going to be successful. It's a matter of when. And it's a matter of how? Not a matter of if. Far too often, we tell ourselves things constantly. yet negative self-talk. And I don't think that positive self-talk and whatnot, that whole strategy where you tell yourself something that isn't true, like, I don't know, like, I don't eat unhealthy foods, right? I don't eat fried food. Is it true? Ah? No. But it gets you in the mindset. If you if you say a lie enough, many people say that it eventually becomes truth. Now, is this a foolproof method if you want to stop eating fried food? You know, look, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to say that I say that to myself. I'm just using it as an example, right? I love fried food, okay? I try not to eat it all the time. Uh, I really try to limit my intake on it, but I do, but I love it. I love it. I'm always going to eat it. It's just a matter of eating it in moderation so it doesn't kill me, <laughs> right? But the fact of the matter is that You know, is positive self-talk saying something that isn't true that eventually in order for it to become true, this, this is a method that you can use to reprogram your mind. Yes. But is it foolproof? No. Requires consistency. It requires persistence. Just like in success, it requires that you consistently persist. Uh, You know, you consistently do it all the time for long periods of time. That's what it requires. But, anyways, so, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll leave that in your. I'll leave that to you. But we we need to become financially free, and that is the. I know that was a very very long drawn out stuff. But you know, I mean, look, like I said at the beginning of the show, that's what this show is all about: financial freedom, taking control of the source of your. Brain. We're not trying to change the world. We're just trying to change our lives, and then try to change or positively affect other people's lives that are around us. If that only means we we change one person's life, that, hey, it was worth it, even if it was just one person. And that's the general idea with this whole show. Helping people become financially free, helping people take control over the source of their, their income. That's the idea. And spreading the message of financial freedom and Austrian economics and laissez-faire libertarianism, spreading that message as well to as many people as we can get to listen. Would it be wonderful if we could change the world? Absolutely it would. Am I going – am I trying to change the world? No. No, I'm not. I'm merely trying to change a couple people's lives, anyone who's willing to listen. I know that for me – it it really helped me. I don't know about you guys, but when I was in college, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I know that's it's, you know, it sounds counterintuitive. It sounds weird you're in college trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life and yet you don't know what you're going to do with your life. It sounds weird, but in reality, it's all too common. So many people go to college all throughout their life not knowing what they really want to do. The vast majority of people that go to college just choose something because they really don't know. And they end up in jobs they hate. In careers that they wish they had never gotten themselves involved in. Sometimes they do it because it's what their parents want them to do. Sometimes they do it because they just had to pick something. Right? So many people, the vast majority of people I think are in that boat. Well, I was too. I didn't know what I wanted out of my life. I had no freaking idea. I didn't know. I went through college, I got a degree completely worthless, you know, something that I ended up owing a massive amount of money, and I never used it. I ended up deciding to go off and do my own thing, and I'm still working on that. A couple I think it was I, I think I officially started in 2019, but it wasn't really anything full-time up until, I don't know, 2020. And even to this day, I don't know. I mean, I, I do actively work on it all the time. I'm not sure if it would still be considered full time because it's not like I'm pursuing, you know, devoting every ounce of my time all day long to doing this. I got to take care of my daughter. You know, I got a lot of other stuff I got to do. But it, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that it's important that you're working on something. It's important that if you're coming here, you really, really, really need to be doing something. Okay. And for me, my favorite method of of financial freedom is Forex trading. Uh, You know, it's something I got started probably in, in 2017, possibly 2018. I think it was towards the end of 2017. I could be wrong with that, but I, I started learning it years and years and years ago. And I've been in love with it ever since. But you know what? I have struggled to be consistent with testing, with creating stra- a strategy and with with just following following through with it like so many other people I learned a great skill that I love and yet I didn't prove the concept I came up with a strategy and I'm testing but I never finished the testing and I never traded with real money or well I I've traded with real money in the past after I learned a lot of stuff years ago, I actually started to trade w- legitimately with real money. I started like a couple years ago. I started trading uh, with some real money with options trading. I actually went very successfully. I actually ended up, uh, you know, making a fair amount of money with with pretty big. It wasn't a lot of money, but I ended up making. I ended up growing with a very very uh, large percentage gain and what and whatnot. I think I I took a. A $1,300 account at like $2,500. I know it's not a a massive amount of money, but it's something, right? If if I could achieve those gains with much larger sums of money, game changer. Absolutely amazing. And I didn't have to sell a product to anybody. How cool is that, right? But I was doing it without a trading strategy, so I stopped. And then I got and I hunkered down again. And I'm still currently to this day, I, I am attempting to finish my back testing, And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard. It's tough. Sometimes it's, it seems like it's boring to come in and do the hard work, but you know what? When I achieve it, I'm going to be in a much better position. than The vast majority of people, I'm going to be able to control the source of my income. You see, you don't always have to start a business. I would say if you're going to be a trader, you are starting a business. You are an entrepreneur, right? I actually hold the opinion that we're all entrepreneurs because we're all in the business of selling our skills and our services to somebody else. Just the vast majority of us only have one customer that our employer, that's the only person that we sell our skills to. But in the end, we are all business owners one way or the other. We just have one big client instead of having lots of other clients. You know, you have a skill set. A skill set that is incredibly, incredibly valuable that somebody else out there wants to know. Maybe you've got a passion. Maybe it's for cars, video games, whatever. There are other people out there that want to see your passion. They want to learn more about it. Right? There are other people that have the same passion and maybe you're really good at a video game. Maybe you're even just moderately good. It doesn't matter. You can make money doing it right? You could do anything you want. I like Forex trading. I like podcasting. You know, I like blogging. I like economics. One day I hope to teach a course on economics and have it kind of like the Liberty Classroom, like Tom Woods. I hope to also write a book someday about economics. You know, I want to become a consistently profitable trader, make money. I want to create a a whole empire of automated strategies that I've vetted and, and tested out and proven the theory. You know, I've proven the concept and they're all automated. And then I want to help other people learn how to do all of it. Teach courses, create courses, show people what I did in order to achieve it and be real with them of how it was true, how I actually did it. So much, so many times out there, we see so many people that they go out there and you find a guru of some subject and they convince you that you got to buy their stuff and listen to them in order to achieve the success that you want. And And they claim that they're already successful and that they've already achieved it. But you know, how do we know that they're telling the truth? How do we know? Well, to be fair, we don't. Not 100%. There is a certain level of faith that is necessary, a certain level of belief that is necessary in order to believe that they know what they're doing. Unless they're showing you bank account statements, unless they're showing you brokerage account statements, like if they're a trader, we don't really know. So I think that's why it's valuable with what I'm doing here, showing you guys my journey, talking about it. Now, I know we, we talk about economics, we talk about politics, we talk about a whole host of other stuff on the show, right? Of course we do. But the main core idea is financial freedom and showing you guys my journey, right? And that's the main point. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you know, look, I, I, I don't know what the future is going to hold. But I am worried about it. But it's not the only reason. Fear is not the only thing driving me to try and achieve independence financially. You know, that's not the only thing. There's a lot of other stuff out there. You know, I I could tell you right now that if I controlled the source of my income and I was making, I don't know, five, ten grand a month, we manage our finances really well, that would be more money than I know what to do with. Right? $10,000 10 grand a month. $120,000 a year. Six figures. More money than I know what to do with. That's the truth. I know that in terms of finances, I wouldn't worry about my wife losing her job. I wouldn't worry about so many things that I struggle with today. And I know you guys are out there struggling and worrying about the same freaking things because you're here, you're listening to me. You're trying to pursue your own stuff, right? You're trying to become financially free. You're learning about all the economic stuff that, that I got my eyes on. That's trying to keep an eye out for what's coming down the line so that I can further prepare myself for it. If I need to pivot and change direction, I need to know that. So I got to be in the know and I share that information with you. But ladies and gentlemen, I, I am not perfect. I, I, I don't go through life not worrying about stuff, okay? I got worries, right? That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But it's, it's so much more than that. How much easier could life be? And, and more enjoyable too, for that matter, if you controlled where your money was coming from and you made plenty of it, you know? I, I think that's an incredible thing that we should all pursue. I think we should. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're not, then then start. Get out there. Do something. You want to learn more about training? Go check out my YouTube channel at Matthew Spazitti. Literally, just at Matthew Spazitti. If you if you scroll down at the end of every single show notes page, I have a follow Matthew a section where there's links to absolutely everything I got going on. It's a long list, admittedly, and frankly, it ne- it's going to be growing. You know, I intend to be on a lot more other platforms and stuff, but, you know, eventually what I'll probably do is I'll probably just put like one link there, and if you go there, it'll take you to a webpage with the links to everything else. But for right now, that's what it is. So, if you want to check me out on, on YouTube, that's the bet. And you want to learn about Forex trading, you want to see the kind of stuff, the skills that I've got, you want to learn about all the information that I've learned so far in my journey. You know, if you want to learn, you know, all that kind of stuff and go there. Now I was doing a a weekly market analysis video every single week for, uh, but I haven't done that in a number of months. I will be posting videos on there soon. It's just, I I can't do the weekly market analysis stuff. So what I might do is I might actually do weekly backtesting videos, showing you guys my backtesting, you know, and showing you guys that journey, what what does that look like and and kind of all of that stuff. So that's kind of my thought process. Process, but I haven't fully decided on it. I don't know if I'm going to do that this week and start it, but I really do want to start it up again. But, you know, I don't want it to totally take over, you know, the second podcast. You know, I stopped doing the second podcast. Uh, You know, I I do hope that I will be able to do. Two podcasts every now and then, but at least for right now, I'm only doing one podcast a week. And the main reason for that was I needed to make time for my back testing, right? Which makes sense. You know, I mean, these podcasts, if it's even an hour long, it can take me anywhere from two to three hours just to edit the dang thing. I, I, I make mistakes, right? I make mistakes. I'm probably bad at editing. I'm probably not the best at it. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I do my best with the knowledge that I have. Okay. And unfortunately, I don't have a massive amount of time to go out there and learn, you know, all the the tricks and tips. But you know, you learn over time. If if you've ever closely watched a YouTube channel and you actually go back and you look at the, all the videos they've ever produced, which I encourage you guys to do that. You can sh- see the improvement and the comp- and how the videos improve over time. We always do that. As we continue to do something, you know, when we start off, we suck at it initially. And then as we continue to progress, we get better and better as time goes on. It's a very natural process, right? But that said, though, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you want to learn about forex trading, that's a great way to do it, right? That, that is an absolutely amazing way to do it. So, so anyways, having said that, back to the immunity passports. This stuff kind of worries me, all right? It worries me a lot, actually. Not kind of. It worries me a lot. It's scary stuff. And the true intention has nothing to do with the virus, but has everything to do in limiting your mobility. Look at every single dictator. Look at every single authoritarian state. They always wanted to limit the mobility. You know why? Because they were in the business of leeching from the entire nation, the very people they claimed to serve, the very people they claim to represent, they were in the business of of enslaving everyone else so that they could live a truly wealthy life. That's where democracy goes. That's where democracy always goes. It is the process of enslaving everyone in an entire nation so that one elite ruling class, corporations, politicians, can live high on the hog and live a truly wealthy life while everyone else suffers And pays for their extravagant life. That's where democracy leads. Now, we can ask ourselves the question whether it's truly possible to ever avoid that. I I don't know. Monarchs kind of did the same thing too, but they were a bit more moderated. Right, I mean, y- yes, there there were monarchs that raised taxes on people, and if you didn't, if you didn't uh, pay those taxes, they would threaten to take your land and things of that nature. This usually caused a lot of unrest and didn't end well for the monarch. That's why Magna Carta was created. Magna Carta was a document that limited the monarchy. Uh, King John, back in uh, 1215, from basically overly taxing the barons, the the, the nobility and taking their land because at the time there was th- th- this king king john wanted to raise taxes and if they didn't pay their taxes then they ha- then he was threatening to confiscate their land now in many cases if you think about it the king gave them the land in the first place that that actually happened all the time So it would be like the king taking away the very land that he allowed them to have. But with that said, though, the king is the the complete owner of the entire country. So anyways, without getting into a rabbit hole, right, there are always examples of governments that are trying to leech from the people. The problem with democracy is that nobody really truly owns the system, right? Nobody owns the government no one person does. It's not like a royal family or anything. So they're not incentivized to moderate themselves. They're not incentivized to limit how much they're taxing, to limit how much they're regulating, things of that nature. That sound like I'm upselling, uh, you know, monarchy here. Now, I, I am a monarchist. It's true. It's, it's what I believe. I think it is a better system. I don't think it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But anyways, we're getting off topic. The point is, okay, That governments and democratic governments in particular are always trying to limit mobility. All right. Every dictator, every dictatorial authoritarian regime, they're always trying to limit mobility so that they can continue to leech off of the people, to, to steal from them, to violate their property rights. They don't even believe they have property rights so that they can continue to live a lush, lavish lifestyle. And frankly, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I think these COVID immunity passports are for. They're trying to limit mobility. Heck, they might even be attempting to limit you and where you can go and what you can do in your own life. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll actually get to that point. All right. I, already, I know that in Israel they have something like that. They've got this COVID immunity passport that you have. I think it's, or maybe it's more of like a bracelet. And if you want to go to public areas like gyms or movie theaters, stuff like that, c- certain things, you you have to have this th- this thing that basically says that you've been vaccinated or something along those lines. It's crazy stuff. Really is crazy stuff, right? But look, we're coming to the end of the episode. I don't really want to end it on that note. Look, the fact of the matter is we're not just trying to become financially free just to avoid a lot of scary stuff that's coming down the lines, okay? That's not the, pur- that's not the only purpose. The other purpose is just trying to live a better life, a life where you don't have to worry about finances or you just don't have to worry about it in the same way or quite as much, right? A life where... You can go anywhere and do whatever you want. If you feel like you need to take a couple weeks off, a couple months off, you do it. How amazing is that? It's truly a life worth living. Let's say there's something you want to buy. You don't have to worry about not being able to buy it. You can just buy it. Finances isn't a concern for you anymore. It's not all about the money either. Let's, let's be honest. What's the reason we're really doing all this for? It, yes, it's to avoid some scary stuff coming down the road. But if I was to answer it honestly, okay, I can't answer it for you. But I know for me, I'm doing it because I want the freedom of time. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of other reasons out there. You know, not like I just listened, not worrying about finances, stuff like that. But I want more time. More time to spend with my family. More time to do things that I enjoy. That's what I really want. More time. And not to be controlled... By somebody else who says that I should be working and stuff of that nature. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm doing it. I want more time. I also want to be able to help out family members as well. You know, there's a, it's never just one reason. There's there's never just one simplistic reason. But for me, time is incredibly valuable. I grew up seeing my dad's time constantly being controlled by an employer that didn't hesitate to lay him off when the time came, right? That makes me mad. It's the employer's job. It's their right. They have every ability. They shouldn't be forced to keep anybody. I'm not making that argument. What I'm saying is that it's just all the years my dad sacrificed and toiled for somebody else and is still doing that today. It just, it makes me angry when I see them just get th- tossed aside. Like, they just, you know, we don't care that you've sacrificed all this time. He's a hard worker. He's a good man. Right? He's worked all his life for somebody else. And frankly, he's never lived a truly, truly free life. As a result of depending on an employer. So, I mean... My family, always, we always lived a comfortable life for the most part, but we had, we had struggles, right? We struggled financially, lots, just like most families did. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, if you control the source of your income, you have more control over your life. For me, that's time. I want more time, right? You know, I don't want to be stuck trying to fix the car or fix the house. I want to pay somebody else to do that so I can use my time in whatever way that I want. That's a, a very big different mentality from, from my family, the way I was, you know, for how my family did. My family had more time, had less money, so they had to spend time fixing things up, right? And while it's cool to know how to do that, and I don't begrudge anybody who likes that, I wanted to spend time with my family or spend time doing what I wanted to do, whether that was making money or leisure or whatever. I wanted to do that. I didn't want to have to work on cars. If I wanted to work on a car, I wanted to do it because I enjoyed it, not because I had to, right? But the fact of the matter is I, I don't enjoy it. And I, so I value time a lot, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I would like you you know to ask yourself that question. Why are you doing it, right? Why are you, why are you trying to become financially free? If, you, if, you're, if you're not... You really, really need to. I mean, I, I come on the show all the time, talk about economics, talk about all kinds of stuff, right? And I, I'm trying to impart on you just this urge that you need to control the source of your income. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to own like your own business. Well, okay, I'm not going to say that because you, you are owning your own business. Even if you're managing investments, let's say you've got millions of dollars in stocks and bonds, you're still managing those investments, aren't you? That's still a business. Okay, maybe not in a business sense where you're selling products or services to somebody else. It's still a business. All right. You need to have one. You need to have one that you control. That's that's what you need to do. And I, I hope that I'm trying to, to get that across. I hope I'm doing a good job because I think it, ladies and gentlemen, look, it changed my life. It changed so much about me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted out of my life. I didn't have any direction. This changed everything for me. This idea of self-responsibility. This idea of living the liberty lifestyle. Of being independent. Financially free. Not, not being dependent on a company. And not just being dependent on a company, but literally not being dependent on as many people as we can. Right? If I if I can produce my own energy and I don't need to pay energy from a a, a, a power company, that's great. That's amazing. I want to do that. Right? Living the liberty lifestyle is all about independence. And that's what this show is about. Probably could have said that more in a nutshell in the beginning of the episode, but, but that's what this show is about. We talk about financial, for, we talk about economics, sure, because I love it. We talk about political philosophy like we kind of just did a little bit there uh, because I love it. But in the end, that's what the show is about, living the liberty lifestyle. And look, you don't have to sell a product to somebody, but you need to find a way to to, to pull in an extra income. I, I don't care what that looks like. As long as it's legal, I don't care what that looks like, right? Find something. If you don't know, sit down think about what would you want to do. If you, you, if you had to work, what would be your best day? What would you choose to do for work every single day? What would the best day sound like? And look, that's going to change over time. But right now, sit down and ask yourself that question. What does your perfect day look like? If you had to work, what does your perfect work day look like? And then figure out how you can do that every single day, assuming you're not already doing it. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for the episode. That's going to be it for this week. You know, hope you guys have a wonderful Easter. You know, this Sunday is Easter Sunday, so I'm going to be spending time with family. So I encourage you guys to do the same thing. And um, yeah you know, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great, great, great time. You know, I am a Christian and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I'm going to do my, my whole Christian bit here. If you guys don't like it, you can tune out now, but you know, he is risen. He is risen indeed. It's something I have family tradition. You know, uh, we, we always say that, right? Christ has risen and we're going to celebrate that on Easter. You know, Palm Sunday was last, last weekend and now it's Easter. And basically we're going to celebrate Christ defeating death and rising it. That, that's some pretty cool stuff. I absolutely love that. So anyways, If you don't like that, you don't have to listen to that part. But that's me; it's my show. Say what I want. So, (laughs) anyways, guys. Hey, look! Thank you so much for being here this week. Thank you, thank you so much for showing up each and every week. It really is absolutely amazing that you guys come here every week to hear what I have to say. I, I love it. I love it very, very much. Thank you so much. If you guys are getting a lot out of it, then do me a couple favors. You know, please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you are, whether that's Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Make sure to like and subscribe. And also, if you're really, really getting a lot of value out of it, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Let other people know that you're enjoying the podcast. You're getting a lot of value out of it. You know, Don't be selfish. Don't try to hide the show away all for yourself. Make sure to help me spread this message of the liberty lifestyle of you know libertarianism, free markets, and just becoming you know, financial freedom to as many people as we can get to listen right let's get this thing to be huge i i can't do it by myself i'm going to need your help i need your help to spread this message all right so if you guys are loving it go leave me a rating review and last but not least make sure to share the show that's another really great way to show your support is to share it uh, on any platform that you're on again if you're on twitter parlor gab wherever youtube facebook it doesn't matter make sure to share the show when you guys leave a rating review and when you guys share the show it just it helps to get the show to be more visible it really really does all right guys and as always know the risks plan accordingly and have a great day